Hello and welcome to another episode of the B Team. We've taken a couple weeks off here, I think. Um, can't really remember. I don't even remember what our last episode was, but uh, our our gracious, amazing uh, host, Pimo, uh, tore his ACL and now is, is in recovery. Uh, Pimo, how is this going? How are you? Thanks for asking, Lee. I'm doing all right. Um, first couple days out of surgery were pretty tough to anybody who's ever experienced a major, well, you know, I don't want to call my injury major, um, but we'll say any surgery of any type. Um, it, it sucks. You know, it's really fun when you have the surgery, you get out um, and you feel great. I mean, the combo of drugs that they gave me, that's a hell of a cocktail. I'll tell you that much. And for some reason, the uh, nurse thought it was a good idea to give me my phone like right after surgery. Um, so I literally just like remember waking up and then having my phone and um, somebody from my office had sent me a message on Slack telling me that I won a free mini fridge. So I woke up to that, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, some of the texts that I sent straight out of surgery, I think Jerry got one, were pretty incoherent, pretty all over the place. Um, first couple days were pretty rough. Don't remember too much of them, you know, taking a lot of drugs, but um, you know, 10 days, 11 days out, we're on the up, man. Things are looking good. I can get up and down the stairs without anyone's help. Uh, I can go to the bathroom without anyone's help. I was peeing in a bottle for a couple days there. Um, I also didn't shit for like five days. So that dump that I took on uh, Monday was pretty impressive, if I do say so myself. So doing a lot better, though, man. Just, you know, excited to be back on the pod and uh, running with things here. Yeah, I think I got some of your like weird texts. I had this long essay about like Blue Lives Matter. Uh, you must have been just out of it, I guess. But um, yeah, no, it's good to hear that you're you're doing well. Um, we still have Jerry with us here too. How, Jerry, how you doing? I got one of those texts from Pimo. Less dramatic uh, of a text. Just woke. Period. Up Rabankana, amigo. Period. Exclamation point. <laughs> just woke up fucking amigo so i didn't know what that meant uh, i just said how you feeling haha um and saw you uh, last week as well which was great um and i am personally great uh got back from a camping trip in telluride colorado eight years out here first time going there place is fucking incredible just incredible um so that was really fun and uh, i had something else Good thing we're not filming this or this isn't a podcast, but I forgot what I was going to say. Damn, really hot start here. Uh, doing really well. Um, Pima, how did you tear your ACL again? That was sports, right? Soccer? Um, you know, it's up in the air. No, that, so that was uh, ruled out, Jerry. I didn't tear my ACL on that play. So I don't know if that clears your conscience or what, but okay. – um, yeah, you know, to give you my entire medical history over the past year and a half, which I guess is the way this podcast is trending right now. <laughs> um, I was skiing. I took a bad fall, um, hurt my knee, went and saw a doc, and he said that uh, my ACL was fine, but I had torn my MCL. So I went and I did physical therapy, didn't need surgery for it. And I did physical therapy. I got back to a good place. And then I went and played a season of soccer, no issues. 
went and played another season of soccer. And on the last game of that season, I was running by somebody, you know, juked the shit out of them and I uh, was going by them. And I felt something pop in my knee and I, uh, I thought it was bad, but the swelling wasn't too bad. The pain wasn't too bad. So I went and saw a doctor like a month and a half later and he too thought that there was no ligament damage. Um, he said I could go do whatever I wanted. So I went to the gym, worked out a good bit, even got to the point where I was able to ski on it and then came back here to Denver and about a month, month and a half ago was playing football with Jerry and Robert, a friend of the pod, Ravens analyst, Robert Peruca. And I was running a route. Jerry can attest pretty good route. Good route. Absolutely torched that Baltimore fuck. Head and beat. Yeah, and um, made the grab, but then my knee kind of gave out. There's a pop again. Um, so I figured I probably needed to get it checked out. It was a very scary moment. You know, it was like recess in fourth grade when everyone's playing, and maybe you're going down the slide, playing tag, or maybe you're playing football, and then one kid gets really hurt and kind of drops, and everyone's like, oh, shit. And the whole vibe was really changed. Pimo, being an adult, didn't start crying. In this story I'm describing, the kid would start crying, and everyone's like, some maybe kids are laughing, some are concerned, um, but you know the game's over. Well, that was this situation. Pimo wasn't crying. He just was like, well, my knee is definitely fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Damn, that's very mature. That's a, that's a cool story. Yeah, no, I know most people turn into the B team to listen to the entire uh, medical history of my knee over the past year and a half. But to finish the story for those people who care, um, I went and saw a doctor out here. He's done operations on my dad twice, uh, some family friend friends, of friend of the pod, Dr. Eric McCarty. Um, shout out Eric McCarty. Shout, shout out Eric, Eric McCarty. Uh, actually, fun fact about him, he used to play football for CU. So, oh, you know, oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, Is so he, he Broncos knees. Um, Columbus I'm sure. University, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soon, soon to be uh, Flavor Town, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, soon to be Flavor Town. <laughs> um, and so went and saw him, and he too thought that there was no ligament damage. Um, but unlike the other doctors, he thought it would be a good idea at this point to get an MRI. So I did. Came yeah. back with uh, torn ACL. And I had tears in both my meniscus on my left knee. Why the fuck um, did the other doctors call for an MRI earlier? Menisci, probably, menisci, right? Yeah, when it's multiple, yeah. you're right. It's menisci. Yeah. Um, Jerry, great question. And really you know what? I, I don't want to just start this podcast off by bashing the healthcare system, but uh, the University of Washington well, healthcare system. Actually. Not, not the best. <laughs> not the best. You dub. You dub. Yeah, you dub what uh, eighth in the country in football, twenty eighth in the country in uh, orthopedic surgeons. Yeah, and yeah, and this is why everyone who's turned into the B team, they all want to hear it. Uh, Universal Healthcare, Pimo, what do we think? Ready for it? <laughs> oh, dude, I, I'm more than ready for it. I probably wouldn't have gotten the surgery done if I wasn't still on my parents' insurance. Um, oh yeah, how old yeah. are you? Twenty five right now, right? Twenty five right now, baby. Dude, I, I'm. I'm, I'm two weeks. You're what? Three weeks away. Yep. Yep. Something like that. Then we have to switch. Wow. Yeah, dude, Lee, Lee, you should go and get whatever you need done. Like, I don't know, go get an MRI, go to the cat scan, do it all right now, dude. Yeah. yeah. Do it. 
Yeah. Maybe well, quick vasectomy and then quick reverse vasectomy. <laughs> get both in. Just to see what it feels just, like. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Just to know. Just to know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I had my surgery done about 11 days ago. Wanted to get it done as quickly as possible. Um, and, yep, that's where I am now. Wow. That's riveting stuff. Honestly, that is very uh, topical since we are a sports podcast. This is what we can talk about. I mean, who the hell knew when we started a sports podcast in the year 2020, we were going to have fucking sports for four months. I mean, yeah. no one could have saw that. Well, there was some big stuff that happened. Uh, Liverpool won the, the soccer thing. Yep. The, they won the soccer thing? Yeah. They, yeah. Thrilling. Thrilling, thrilling that the fans got to party after they watched another team lose. I was watching it, and they're like, the announcers were getting really excited, and I was like, this is why I'm not a Premier League guy. No offense, Pimo. But I like to see, you know, a goal line interception maybe to make your team win. Then you set off fireworks and get drunker and puke everywhere. I don't like to watch a random team lose to another team, and then I go and riot during a pandemic. Like, you know, if I was going to riot during a pandemic, I would rather be from – Right. You know, game-winning toss to James White, you know? Yeah. Um, you For a sports riot, you would think it would should be after your team wins, not after a game that you weren't even playing in. But, hey, that's the way they do it over there. And yeah. um, people We're not going to be ethnocentric. No, people really like it. Uh, yeah. It's popular. We love but, soccer. Uh, we talk soccer all the time on this podcast. That's true. We're a big pod for soccer. Yeah. Sock pod. Sock pod is what they call it. Sock pod. Sock pod. So, yeah, I mean, we got that. And the golf. Golf. I, I, oh, the first tournament. The uh, Charles Schwab, um, you know, invest with confidence. Uh, that tournament with, went to the playoff. It was phenomenal. It was so great. Did you guys watch that two weeks ago? Party. I have not watched much golf. It was great. It's great. Pimo, you got anything you want to say about Liverpool? Fuck Liverpool. Nice. Yeah. Oh, go Liverpool. No, I mean, they they deserved it. They're the best team in the league by far. Um, it was pretty obvious back in, I'd say, December that they were going to win the league. And... I was hoping with this whole pandemic that maybe the Premier League would get canceled and Liverpool would not be declared winners, but that wouldn't have really been fair. Um, I, I think it's you know good for other teams. They're going to have to rebuild um, or add in some pieces to compete with them. But yeah, uh, there's other soccer too. Serie A and the Bundesliga concluded. Um, so yeah. A lot of sports happening, huh? A lot oh, you know of what? fun sports. I don't watch sports without playoffs because when I was, it was in like 2004, I randomly I I like got an Auburn hat, so I became an Auburn fan. And I had an Auburn hat because BC back then was like a joke. We you know like like I wasn't really a college football fan, so I got into Auburn. They had Jason Campbell. Uh, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, just fucking tearing up teams, tearing them up. They went undefeated, and they didn't get to play in the national championship game, and they never lost a game, and they, like, basically finished third place, kind of. They won some bowl. And then I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good on this. And then as a playoff, I'll watch college football again. But I, I don't know. I think I'm just traumatized from Ronnie, Ronnie Brown's 
great season and, and no no championship for it. So you're back now with the playoff. Yeah, I watched the playoff. Yeah, but I and I did watch all, like a shitload of Premier League games last week. So I was pretty slow at work. So I had it on while I was working, and it, it was kind of just like uh, I I don't really know what's going on. And apparently, everyone keeps saying Liverpool's already going to win. So then I was like, yeah, I'm going to actually just watch Spy Kids too. Oh, was really good. Like one scene where they swim with sharks, and uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I do remember that shark. Was that the 3D version or is that? I'm like- pretty sure that they released the movie and then it was like out of theaters and they wanted more money. So they were like, never seen, never before seen footage. You got to see it again. I, I think I went back like with my parents and it was like one extra scene of sharks. And then. Oh. What are the spy kids up to these days? I think the, uh, the female spy kid is like a babe, right? Uh, am I allowed to say that these days? Is that, yeah, are you, I don't you know. Objecti- I don't know. Are you objectifying uh, a formal, former child star? Yeah, I, whoa. I might have just gotten the B team canceled. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Hashtag cancel B team is trending. I mean, like, let's think about it. Is it problematic to call someone a babe? I don't, I don't know. I, like, I, maybe you're objectifying her and she is a former child star, which could have an issue. But, like, if she is, if she is actually just, like, beautiful woman and respecting that, I feel like we're good. You know what? This probably isn't the right forum to have this conversation. The right forum <laughs> is 2 a.m. in the morning when we're driving home in an Uber from Charlie's. Mm. Yeah, this isn't the time. This is not the time. So yeah. um, we'll have to wait till places like Charlie's return uh, before we can have this conversation. I do most of my ethical thinking coming coming home <laughs> from gay bar. <laughs> don't, um, don't we all, Lee? <laughs> don't we all. Yeah. I, I've been going to some. I've been to some bars and restaurants. Have you guys gotten out there at all? This whole uh, ACL things and my dad being yeah. the front range Fauci has uh, has kind of limited my ability to do anything. Yeah. I'll I'll let Jerry tell the story about when him and my dad had an interaction um, the weekend before I got my surgery. Yeah, front range Fauci's not happy with people going back out at all. Um, it was very serious. The amount of deaths, which they are, and he was telling me. I mean, I just asked a question about um, what he thought of places reopening, and I got a good two minutes of why it was the dumbest shit ever. And uh, I believe him, obviously. Um, and I uh, have not been. There's no like big game. So I guess the Florida bars that closed quickly again were like fucking opening themselves up for like dance parties, mm-hmm. which I always open it. Yeah, yeah, but not doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. popped over to some outdoor places yeah. had some beers which has been fun last this weekend and um and telluride was out at uh, a few local spots it was really high regulation i kept fucking up walk in and in my mat i had my bandana and didn't have it on and the guy's like bandana mask I was like, okay i put it on and then i was going to the bathroom got up again shouted at me across the bar mask and i was like oh shit sorry so I put that nice. on and then yeah it was t- sick 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 uh, and then we had to go, but then we went to this kind of gringy, grungy place, underground, not many people, same thing. It's like, I don't really get this regulation. Just, what do you guys think of that? You go in and they're like, oh, until you're seated at your table, you got to have your mask on. And then once you're seated, you can take it off. I get it. It's what you got to do. But it probably goes to show that if we're supposed to have them on, maybe they shouldn't be open. Yeah, I, I would, I think that. I would agree with that because I, I just get to my table. I went to a bar in Portland and I was outside 
and I just didn't have the mask on at the table. And then I was like, you know, having a few drinks and yelling and stuff. Right. I probably might have was spitting. Spitting. Touching. You, know, you spit when you talk. And so, yeah. like, that's the germs going everywhere. So, right. absolutely. And you're probably sitting next to your friend, and your friend at some point went to the bathroom probably and then he was peeing next to some other guy that was at the table across the way and now you got the mm. table across the way's germs and he made yeah. you made him laugh you probably made him laugh you probably said something funny right so when he left oh, i can't get a urinal with another guy without cracking a joke right yeah and he spit on you and <laughs> yeah. when, when you bring that back to the table everyone's spitting on everyone but at least you have the mask mm. on for when you're walking but once it's off of the table i'll spit no no heart no 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 rules yeah, all spit, no rules. All spit, no rules. Let's get that trending on uh, Twitter as well. So we got yeah. hashtag cancel B team and hashtag all spit, no rules. Spit, no rules. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Can we get your dad attached to that hashtag? I'm sure Front Range Fauci would, would love to have his name associated with that. Yeah. Why don't we get that trending too, Front Range Fauci <laughs> as well? <laughs> great. Um. Yeah, I went to I went to a uh, an outdoor bar in Portland, Maine this weekend. Got a lobster roll, got oh. a culinary, got some other stuff. But uh, it was pretty funny to like. I was like, I saw the host, and I like just my social skills are just like off. Yeah, I didn't like really know how to approach her, and she called my name, and I was like, me. <laughs> and there was like, I don't. We're gonna tread the line here. There's beautiful women everywhere. And uh, I just like was like kind of just like looking at people because like I hadn't like I haven't like seen like you know like people just like Portland hip cool Portland people like walking around and it was just like it was super it it was really cool but I was super overwhelmed and I was like you know anxious and hungover but like it was tough to to get back into the social scene it's gonna be weird like in a couple of years when we're all like back you know super yeah. weird. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've had some uh, hard social interactions, even with people that I know. Like sometimes you just, you know, you see somebody and you want to give them a handshake or a hug. And then you're like, oh, maybe that's not how we do this now. Like maybe we have to do the weird little elbow touch, which I'm not a fan of. I don't know about you guys, but the elbow touch, that's got to go. Like as a, as a very white person, I like the elbow touch because I've always been so awkward with handshakes and stuff. <laughs> know like who wants to dap and who wants to like i've been always terrible like with everyone at that so elbow touch is perfect for me it kind of levels the field you know you you know it's not going to be a high five or absorbent uh yeah maybe a half hug uh yeah you know or a full hug that's just no but it is weird because then you're kind of looking at the person as um b team gold listeners can see and then you got your elbow kind of right in front of your face um and you might i feel like i've had some near misses of the elbow where i kind of almost fall into their nose um it's not good and also part of the the problem and this this helps connect to the bigger problem but a lot of you have different definitions of like what COVID is right now and what to do about it. it's like sometimes when be like hey I'm ready to hug they're like what the fuck are you doing right like that actually happened to me three weeks ago with our friend Abby Portman, shout out Abby Portman. She didn't, she doesn't follow us on Instagram, so she won't watch this episode. But um, I went to hug her, and she was like, "Get, get away! Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, you're still, you're still not hugging. Okay, like, I just like, I, I've been hugging for a few weeks now, and like, right. I've been back to hugging a little bit, and which is probably why things are spiking. People yeah, are hugging, you know, the yeah. hugger back. No, hug. I, you know, yeah. people are hugging. It's hard not to hug. 
it's hard not to hug. It's hard not to hug. You're out there in the street. You see someone. We've all been shut inside for a long time. We see someone we haven't seen in a while. You want to do a hug? Yeah. You want to spit in your hand and jerk them off. Like, that's what we usually do when we see each other. And it's just hard to know what the line is. Right. Right. What is yeah. the Yeah. Do you guys know what happened to the Wuhan shake? Do you guys remember that? Where the, you, you uh, shake with your feet. The Wuhan shake. No. <laughs> No, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you sure this isn't a lyric from a Sasha Baron Cohen troll song? Ah, mm. uh, <laughs> now we finally get to some good stuff here in the podcast. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. For our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, uh, just go type in Sasha Baron Cohen um, trolls. Uh, I don't know alt right uh, whatever it is. Yeah, it was uh, actually the three percenters, which I believe, if we want to connect this to sports. The Patriots' new kicker has a tattoo of. Oh, really? Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. Wait, also wait, con- wait, Cam Newton has a tattoo of the three percenters? Not the new. We got to talk about that, too, probably. But not the new quarterback, the new star quarterback. No. Back to the Super Bowl. The new kicker has a three percenters tattoo. And to connect. It's really weird. He like claimed I don't know the full background of that, but that he didn't know what it meant. But I mean, who the fuck goes and gets a tattoo? Oh yeah, the kicker. He claimed that he he didn't know what it meant, and he thought it was like an American flag. But I don't know the way. We're not supposed to profile anybody, but that guy looks a little white supremacist. <laughs> hey, if he kicks good, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do your job they don't that's not the motto for a reason do your job fuck it that's why i hate the patriots i mean it's they've got some pretty we have some pretty woke people on our team the mccordy twins are extremely active in the uh, black community so if there's a problem devin mccordy and jason mccordy will sift it out um yeah you know, they've been doing a lot for blm yeah, they do. They do a ton, and they they are always uh, donating a shitload of money. Devin's always man of the year uh, nominee. Um, there, so we, you know, I know we have our we I know we have our Trump connections in New England, but <laughs> we have some super super actually good dudes. They're they're so, around. So, what is your thought on um, sports related on Newton joining the team here? Is he going to be your starter? Yeah, dude, he's going to be totally – he's going to be fine. He's been taking two years off to relax, get healthy. He got his surgery. Got maybe a delayed start to the season might help him learn the offense. It's going to take a second. He's going to – the way I look at it, though, like our, my, our best case scenario before was like, you know, AFC Championship. No, our best case scenario yeah. was probably like maybe losing the wild card round with Jared Stidham is somehow okay. Uh, now, now I'm like, we could be really good if Cam Newton is really, I don't think that's going to happen, but I have like a, a little bit of hope now that they could be really good if Cam Newton was healthy. I don't think he's healthy, but it's possible. No, th- that makes a lot of sense, Lee. It's like your ceilings got, yeah. uh, you know, the ceiling is now the floor or the roof yeah. is the ceiling or, or whatever that Michael Jordan quote is. Yeah. But, whatever um, Paul Simon said. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Garfunkel made him do. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I do think, you know, there's a lot of room for optimism. Um, this is probably going to be the most, like, in-depth sports question we've had in, honestly, months. But I was looking at the Pats roster today. 
Um, and what I did notice was a deficit at the tight end position. Looks like Matt Lacoste, uh, who was on the Broncos at one point, was slated to be the starting tight end. And I'm curious, Cam Newton's always had Greg Olson. He's always had good tight ends to throw to and never really had great receivers. Do you think that that's going to be a hard transition for him? Or do you think that's going to change the way that the Patriots run their offense? Damn, that's an interesting question. So one thing, though, is that the Patriots drafted two tight ends in consecutive, I think, second and third rounds this year. Because Matt Lacoste was our starting tight end last year, and that did not work out. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yes. And Brady was even more dependent on tight end. Probably the most tight end dependent quarterback in the entire NFL, being that he's had shitty receivers and only Gronk for the past eight years and has gotten two Super Bowls out of pretty much just throwing a Gronk and white boys. Um, I think uh, Cam Newton is going to be pretty happy throwing to if Nikhil Harry and Sanu and Edelman are all healthy. That's one of the best receiving cores he's ever had. I mean, he won the fucking MVP with like Jericho Cotri and uh, who else is on that team? Philly Brown. Legs. He also won that with working legs. That's true. That's true. But if maybe he turns – also the Patriots have a, real, have a good offensive line right now. Maybe he turns into more of a pocket passer and doesn't need to run as much. I don't know. Jerry, what yeah. do you think? I think I can't count out Bill Belichick, unfortunately. I think we're going to learn a lot um, about who was truly leading that team in New England. Was it Bill? Was it Tom? Obviously, that's the great debate. The media is going to build that up. I think it was Tom mostly, but a great coach goes a long way. Um, and I think Bill was is the greatest coach ever, as much as I hate to say it because he's such <laughs> a fucking asshole. Um, and I think he's going to do well with the talent he has. Cam Newton, um, if he can stay healthy, he's a great football player. He's only, what, 30, 31? 31. Yeah. So he can play. He can ball. And he can lead that team. He just got to stay healthy. Um, yeah. And I don't know if he will be able to, but if he does, like you said, got a lot of weapons around him. Um, and I like Cam. He's a really good – he's a competitor. So I think that fits in well with Bill and just the New England mindset. So I think you guys could be good again. It fucking pisses me off. I hate it. That was an honest <laughs> analysis. But it's a really good pickup. It makes a lot of sense. You know who we got to shout out here is Brian Hoyer. Apparently – was offered like $6 million to play to be a backup somewhere. And I don't know. I haven't fact-checked this. I saw it on Reddit. I don't know who would have offered Brian Hoyer $6 million. But he chose to take $2 million to go to the Pats to have a chance to start. And now it's wow, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but we're going to break this news. Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. Do, 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 do. Brian Hoyer lost $4 million. Yeah. If you uh, follow us on social media – Maybe we'll include somewhere in our post. I don't know. We'll have to talk to our uh, social media agency that we've contracted to do our work yeah. um, to include the ballot of Brian Hoyer in there. So uh, we uh, should definitely talk to our agency to post that. Yeah, that would be great. That's such a, uh, you know, if you're ever feeling a little down, just listen to the ballot of Brian Hoyer and, and you'll yeah, feel a little great. better about your life. I haven't heard it. I got to check it out. Thank goodness our social media. Guru will be yeah. Ian Anderson. Uh, Ian Anderson. Uh, I'll probably I'll talk to him later. He was actually 
gonna come over tomorrow. Um, oh, fun! You guys doing something together? Yeah, he, he, he's, you know, him. He lives right down the road from uh, us here in Wales. I'm here for a couple of days, so I uh, figured pop on by. Um, maybe have a glass of lemonade. Oh, cool! Do some. Are you guys ice or no ice? Uh, I like ice. He doesn't. Oh, okay, for sure. Do you like Are, freshly squeezed or? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to get right now in pandemic and stuff though. So right. uh, I've been doing Minute Maid. Minute Maid. Minute Maid is Whoa. the worst lemonade ever. It's not. It's the worst lemonade. Don't do Minute Maid. Get like some simply simply juice. Dude, it's all gone from the stores. All we have is Minute Maid. Just, no one wants lemonade. This is what's happened. The, the best. You know what was the best thing for Minute Maid? This fucking pandemic. People are forced yeah. to buy it again. You know what's wrong with your generation? You drink Minute Maid. Yeah, it's sugar carbonated. That's not even carbonated. Lemons that I'm not even going to call lemonade because it ain't. It's absolutely disgusting. It's just sugar water with a slight synthetic lemon touch. It, it leaves it leaves a really like uh, viscous. Is that the right word? It's got it's yeah. got like a very you know dense taste to it. Like it, it stays coated to your mouth. I don't know how they fucked it up that, that bad. What's the difference between like those kinds of lemonades? Is like pink lemonade. They, like Minute Maid has a pink lemonade and a lemonade. Mm-hmm. What is the difference besides the color? I think I think that's just it. I think just the color. Maybe they add in a couple raspberries. Or is that raspberry lemon? That's that, raspberry yeah. That lemonade. would be raspberry lemonade. That's not pink. You know, I think pink lemonade might use pink lemons and our producer our producer is checking right now to see if pink lemons are a thing um yes pink lemons are a thing um so okay just so you know like the difference between pink lemonade and lemonade Uh is one uses lemons and the other one uses pink lemons okay this is a wild wild story the unusual uh beginnings of pink lemonade this guy in chicago from the smithsonian magazine i think we should post this on um our our, uh insta as well maybe we should just do like a whole podcast of that like kind of talk about the history of pink lemonade yeah i think we should have a special um breaking a a special in-depth episode that fans really want where we break down the history of pink lemonade I'm people would be inclined to like if, if like we post that instagram or like something and then people are like going through like we're like, we're like yeah you know what pink lemonade is like probably not here's a whole episode about it we're not going to talk about cam newton signing with the patriots you know we're going to talk about pink lemonade people might be like damn guys i this is just i think a little tidbit of what this episode will be Okay, but this is from the Smithsonian. Um, Although the history of traditional lemonade, a blend of lemon juice, water, and sugar in America dates back to the early arrival of European immigrants, the genesis of pink lemonade is a bit more recent. By the 19th century, a growing ice trade made chilled drinks increasingly popular. And as more people experienced the thrill of enjoying a sweet, cold beverage on a sweltering day, lemonade hit its stride. Wow. Who wrote that article? That's great writing. Smithsonian writing. It's by Laura Kin- Kinnery, uh, August sixteenth, uh, twenty sixteen. So if you want to, if you want more of this and hear what else Laura can teach you, tune in to our in depth episode. Pink lemonade. 
behind. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll have a poll on our Instagram to see if our uh, loyal followers are are behind the episode or not. Um, okay. That again, right. not. I'm going to talk to Ian tomorrow and see if he'll post a poll. Yeah. Maybe one thing it says, it's episode, history of pink lemonade episode. Okay. Perfect. Uh, before you do that, though, we just have to make sure that our producer knows that this episode needs to be live tomorrow. Uh, word on the street is that he went through a pretty major injury slash surgery recently. Um, so just not sure about the turnaround time. I don't think he has much else to do, so I'm pretty confident he'll be able to get it done, but just wanted to kind of plant that in your mind as well. I would say Ian's coming over tomorrow, so. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. See if he, like, before we even think about this, just see if he can do it. Yeah. Totally. Uh, B-Team Gold, you can, again, watch Lee. Apparently, Lee is picking up a golf club and itching his lower back. Lee, what's going on there? I mean, I was in the woods this weekend in Maine. I was getting eaten by bugs a lot. So I'm my back's itchy, so I'm scratching my back with a golf club. What do you got? Iron? Yeah, iron. It's a, say, 50. Oh, 50 degree. You got a wedge? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a great yeah. club. Love yeah. that club. I've been golfing more during this pandemic than I've golfed in my entire life, probably. How you hitting them? Pretty well some days. Uh, I just I don't really know how to play. Um, some days I'm like really good because um, I learned some lessons from Meat Slut. Shout out Meat Slut back when we used to win the Horn Invitational every year. Um, but yeah, sometimes if like I'm off for a few holes, I need to drink a beer, um, and I'm playing at like you know some super rich rich white boy clubs that my parents like belong to. So it's like some hard stuff, um, but pretty good overall. Pretty good, but I've been been playing a lot lee have you been playing with shoes on and are you still up to your normal tricks of ordering a pizza around the seventh (laughs) hole i have to play with shoes because i'm playing at these clubs and i have not ordered pizzas uh because i'm playing at nice clubs so i bring some beers out there uh get some snacks at the turn but unfortunately, I cannot play without shoes and order pizzas anymore. I guess, I guess not every uh, golf course is like the good old Patty Jewett. That's why we no, love that place. Those were the days. Those were the days. The best. I, was, I thought I was too hungry to play. Pizza didn't come for a while. Got it on the back nine probably. But uh, it was delicious. Really good pizza. Yeah, Domino's does it different in the springs, I know. Yeah, it hits good. It's different. It's different. Well, guys, do you think that we should uh, talk about the possibility of a 60-game MLB season or just do one last thing and call it? So, I yeah, I got to order. We get, we're approaching um, the cutoff for a lot of great restaurants on Uber Eats. <laughs> I haven't ordered yet, so we got to be off here soon. All right. <laughs> 60-day season. Let's just quickly touch on it. What's one word, everybody, one word to describe it? Yeah, why don't we do one last thing for the 60-day season? Okay. Uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Right. One last thing. I'm, I'm super down for 60-game season. This is going to make baseball, if this happens, way better than 120-game season because the worst part about baseball is how meaningless all the games feel until the last, like, two weeks. So – 
and I really want to watch American sports again. So I'm, I'm pumped. Hot take. I, it's a really good point. It makes each game matter more. Um, so that is really freaking cool and actually kind of changed everything that I was going to say because I thought just being baseball that you need more than freaking 60 games. Thankfully, it's not going to be 50. The divisions are also weird, which is uh, – it's just odd. I know like, the, I think the Cardinals are in with the Tigers. It's just so weird. Um, but it's sports. And if it happens, absolutely, let's do it. I just don't know if it's going to make it. Great points. Um, I, I just want them to bring back steroids. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Long Gone Summer, but yeah, damn, can we get some more home runs? So my hope for the 60-game season is that either they'll do things like make steroids legal or people will take risks like doing steroids and uh, there'll be more home runs. One last thing, and decriminalize drugs, end the war, the racist war on drugs, and legalize steroids in baseball because it's making a lot of problems around being frustrated. And now I'm sitting at the end of the month, I just made it like you made the B team. And like your daddy's wife, you're making a cough. You heard the AG alien, so back the hell up off. Softly as if I play piano in the dark. Found a way to channel my anger, not to involve. The world's a stage and everybody got to play their part. God works in mysterious ways, and when he starts, the job of speaking through us, we be so sincere with this here. No drugs or alcohol, so I can get the signal clear as day. Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon that never runs out of ammunition, so I'm ready for war, okay? Hold your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah, girl. Now hold your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah, girl.